This episode of Grazia Beauty Life Lessons is supported by VidaGlow, specializing in active beauty solutions and expertly formulated ingestible supplements. Founded in 2014, VidaGlow's success is built on their natural marine collagen range, a clinically proven peptide powder that naturally stimulates collagen production for healthy glowing skin. To shop their full range, head to VidaGlow.com. So today's guest is Chriselle Lim, entrepreneur and owner and creative director of Fleur, which has finally just launched in the UK. She shares her personal approach to skincare. And so again, it's all about maintenance. And I was in denial for a very long time that my skin was no longer going to break out because I am in my late 30s and women in their late 30s going into 40s just don't break out anymore. And that's completely false. Tells us about treatments like microblading that simplify her life. I am all about low maintenance beauty as in low maintenance on a day-to-day. So I always look for things that I could instantly wake up and just go, right? And reminds us how important it is to switch off. You know, my team and my companies, they all really rely on my creative ideas in order for us to continue to do what we do. And when I'm constantly tied to my phone, I'm just replicating what other people have done or I'm seeing what other people have done and replicating that kind of version of it. Hello and welcome. How are you today? I'm doing well. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No, thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to get your no doubt amazing beauty advice. But let's just start things off by chatting about your kind of beauty vibe in general. So what is your beauty cabinet like and your routine? Is it Strictly organized, streamlined, total chaos or somewhere in between? Definitely somewhere in between. It's a work in progress, I would have to say. I think given (laughs) kind of what I do for a living, I'm constantly being sent new products. So obviously my job is to try out new products. Um, But at the end of the day, I think because I have such sensitive skin, I have to kind of always reset and go back to the usuals that I know that would work for my skin and that is actually good for my skin. And so I have one cabinet, which is usually my go-tos, my everyday, just the ones that I know will always get my skin back to where it needs to be. And then I have another cabinet that has a lot of fun new stuff that I'm always trying to test out. And so that's why I say it's a work in progress. It is kind of chaotic, a little messy, but there's some sort of strategy around it. (laughs) Also, I like the idea of having you kind of back to basics, streamlined, shelfy that you know everything in their works and then being able to dip in with those fun bits and try new bits all the time. But you've kind of got your basics down to a T as well. Yeah, I think, you know, as I get older, I'm in my late 30s, um, 37. And, you know, you just know at this point what works for your skin. You know exactly what skin type you have. Um, and you just don't fight it. I think for a long time in my twenties and even in my early thirties, I was like denying that I have oily skin. Like I I have oily and aging skin and I'm like, there's no way that my skin is still oily. It still breaks out. I could still use this amazing cream, this luxurious, rich cream. And lo and behold, I still break out, you know, like a teenager, I have to maintain my skin. So I think at this age, you just know exactly what works and what doesn't. And so I think it's just having a uh, kind of a strategy around, you know, your skincare routine. Yeah, a strategy. And like you say, just getting to know your skin, like you know your skin best. So listening to it on a day-to-day basis. 
Very good advice. Exactly. So as a brand founder of your own fragrance brand, we obviously need to kick things off with fragrance for your best piece of advice. So tell me, what is your best piece of fragrance advice? So I think for the longest time, and I think this was maybe the generation before us, uh, like my mom's generation, our parents' generation, they really viewed scent as this one holy grail item. So they would view it as my signature scent. This is the scent that I wear every single day, day or night. This is my scent. And I think that has changed a lot with our generation. Our generation is really about scent layering. They're about it's an extension of their own personal style and they view scent as part of their style. So I think starting off with that, I don't have a signature scent mainly because I do own a brand called Fleur and I love all the scents that we have created. And each scent really has a different mood, a different emotion that it kind of evokes. And it just really depends on how I want to feel that day. And I think that's my number one tip with scent is like, you don't have to overthink it. You don't have to commit to one thing and think that this is what you have to wear every single day. Now you see a lot of people having scent closets um, where they have multiple different scents and given kind of their mood and their outfit, they kind of layer it with um, how they're feeling. And I think that is my number one tip for fragrance is just go with how you're feeling and or how you want to feel. And the second thing is scent layering. Um, I'm a busy woman, so I want my scents to last throughout the day without me having to consistently apply it on. And so I love a good shower gel moment. I love a good body lotion and I love a good fragrance. And so I try to use all of those three categories. So with Fleur, we have everything from body lotion to shower gels and then the fragrance. And that really kind of allows a scent to last throughout the entire day. And it has really nourishing elements for the skin. So your skin feels incredible. My go-to is Apricot Privé from Fleur. Um, We have a shower gel and a lotion and a fragrance. And so even though I do have like my little travel size that I always kind of put in my purse, I don't really have to worry about having to reapply throughout the day. And everyone's always like, oh, you smell amazing. And that's just, you know, one thing that I don't have to worry about throughout the day. And I love that approach to layering. So not only layering with different fragrances, but the same scent in those different textures. And it's, I'd say very much a moment of self-care in the morning to go through that routine. Do you feel like it is for you? Absolutely. It's definitely a moment especially in the morning when you wake up where you're able to kind of get back into the zone um, after a long night. I'm a mom of two, so nights are specifically kind of challenging sometimes with my girls. And so in the morning after I do my skincare, I shower, I do my shower routine, and then I put my fragrance, but the fragrance is kind of the last step into going into the day. And so I think it signifies just being able to feel confident and good. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a self-care moment as well. And I definitely approach fragrance, like you were saying, like you can really scent your mood for the day, especially how you want to feel if you have a big meeting and you want a power fragrance, even if you're at home and you want to feel comfortable and cozy. And I love that approach to scent. Yeah. And I also think given the I guess work from home culture now. I mean, a lot of people are back in the office, but there's a still good amount of people that are working from home. I keep hearing that 
even though they're working from home, just to kind of like change their mindset of like shifting into work mode. They just add like a little spritz of some sort of fragrance and it quickly gets them there. And so I've been hearing that a lot with people that either work from home that don't necessarily have to go out. They always wear fragrance just to get them into that kind of mood and the mindset as well. And fragrance definitely had a huge moment during the pandemic for that reason. I think people just wanted to feel good. They were looking for outlets to be able to kind of escape, you know, their current reality. Um, It is escapism in, in a bottle, really. That's what fragrance does. It transports you to a certain place, a certain mood, a um, and evokes a scent memory. And so, yeah, scent is something that's very, very powerful. Absolutely. And so like intrinsically linked with memory and how powerful it is that it can really take you to that place. Um, I love that about fragrance. Yeah. So the very first fragrance that we launched with Fleur is called Missing Person. And I was going through a divorce as I was developing this first fragrance at Fleur. And each fragrance, it's a storytelling moment, at least for me personally. And this fragrance at the time, I not necessarily missed this person, but I felt this huge void in my life where I was married and I had this kind of like empty bed. I would wake up to an empty bed and I just felt like I was missing something in my life. And so I want to capture and bottle something where it felt like skin, um, where it felt like warm skin on the body and it instantly warms you up and makes you feel cozy. And so that was the inspiration for our very first fragrance called Missing Person with Fleur. And it went completely viral on TikTok specifically. And, you know, we weren't sure if it was going to work. You know, these are fragrance, these scents are brand new scents that no one's ever smelled before. And traditionally, how people purchase fragrance is that they have to smell it first at a counter and then they will go purchase it, right? Whether it be online or in the store. But because it had such a strong message and a strong story behind it, people were purchasing it and it went viral on TikTok and they were calling it the scent of your lover's skin. Um, It evoked kind of like that emotion, whether it be a lover or someone that you miss, whether it be, I don't know, your brother or your mom or your best friend that went away for college. And people started to make these videos on TikTok where they would spray missing person. And then they would just start crying and be like, oh my God, this really reminds me of this person and I miss them so much. And that's the power of scent and what it's able to do. Yeah. And so, you know, it was only available in the US for up until this point. We're just so excited that now in the UK and internationally, it's we can now get our hands on it. <laughs> I know it's so exciting, Thank you. so exciting. So you're collaborating with Selfridges, right? So correct, yeah. Both online and in store. I can't wait to go in store and smell them yes. for myself. Yes, it's going to be available on October 5th in stores, and it's already online on Selfridges.com. So I'm just super, super excited about that. Very excited. Well, amazing. And thank you for that brilliant piece of advice. So let's go into your second piece of advice and talk about skincare then. What is your best piece of skincare advice? I can say people can't see you right now, but your skin is absolutely glowing. I need to know what goes on in your routine. (laughs) Well, it's a love-hate relationship with my skin. As I quickly mentioned, even though my skin does look glowy, it is actually oily for that reason. So I do get that compliment 
quite a bit is like, how do I get that glow that you have on your skin? Yes, it is skincare, but also I do struggle with oily skin. And so again, it's all about maintenance. And I was in denial for a very long time that my skin was no longer going to break out because I am in my late 30s and women in their late 30s going into 40s just don't break out anymore. And that's completely false. And so it's all about management for me. It's exactly knowing what my skin will react to. For example, um, because I wear makeup every single day and because I'm shooting almost every single day, I wear heavy makeup almost every day, especially during fashion month. Um, And it's almost guaranteed that I will break out. And so it's just a matter of knowing how to manage that. So for me, when I'm traveling, I always, and I'm currently traveling right now, um, I always carry around tools that I know uh, will help me when I do break out. So one of them is a clearing clay mask. Um, There's a ton out there, but my favorite is one that people might not be familiar with. It's by that brand, you know, those like acne, like sticker brands, Zit Sticker. So Zit Sticker actually came out with a clay mask. Yeah. Um, and it's called Zit Sticker Pore Vake, like vacuum clearing clay mask. And that's my absolute favorite. Um, I think a lot of clay masks are very hard to get off and it's very kind of aggressive. This one is a lighter version, so it doesn't strip my skin but I use it almost every single day after I wear makeup. After I take off my makeup, I just put it on in the areas that I know that I'll break out. And I do that every single day. And that's how I manage my kind of oily skin. I also carry around Kate Somerville's Eradicate. It's like this little bottle with a pink. It's very, very strong. But whenever I have the breakout, I just put it on. It will immediately dry it out. And it's not pleasant at first because it will dry out the skin, but then it almost within like 48 hours will take away any um, pimple that I am dealing with. So it works. It's very, very effective. But it works. Um, I also travel with an LED face mask, which is kind of a pain because it's quite large to put in my suitcase. But again, for me, it's all about maintenance, knowing exactly what works for my skin. I carry around the Dr. Dennis Gross skincare, the LED face mask. It's so good. And not that I use it every day because it's like 20 minutes of just laying there and I usually end up falling asleep with oh, it on. Oh, it's so good, isn't um, it? But so good. I do it at least like every other day, especially on those days that I wear heavy, heavy makeup. Um, that also really helps with kind of the bacteria growth for oily skin. Another device, and I'm, I'm a device like whore. Like I literally have every single device um out there but these are my favorite that works with kind of this my skin needs and problems so another one that's quite new it's newer it's from therabody but it's the thera face pro have you heard of that one i haven't tried it i need to what does it do it's amazing it's quite expensive and it's one of those things that you're just like oh i don't want to like it because it's so expensive but it's incredible. So, but it's worth it. It's like a little gun. It looks like one of their like therabody guns that you put mm-hmm. on your body, but it's a tiny version for your face. And it has the heads of it. You could interchange it, and it has a LED lights in multiple different colors. But it also vibrates as well. So you're getting the vibration and the sculpting of the face while you have the LED light. So it's 
like a two, three in one type of thing. They also have um, the microcurrent head. So you could use it with the microcurrent. They also have a cleansing brush head so you could clean your face. So yeah, it's amazing. It's literally five different devices in one. I used to carry around so many little devices, but if I don't want to carry around all those different things, I just carry around this guy now, the TheraFace Pro, because it really does everything that you could think of. Taking all the boxes. Absolutely. And it also, I have kind of like a jaw clenching problem. So with the little massager vibration, it really helps kind of relieve that jaw clenching and any pain in the facial muscles. Mm, I was going to say, it, it sounds like it'd be good for that, just kind of plumping up the face, but getting rid of any tension as well and puffiness. Yeah, exactly. So they have everything that like helps with acne clearing, the LED lights to firming microcurrent. It's, it's absolutely amazing. It's totally worth the money in my opinion. Okay, done. Sold. Yes. One-stop shop. <laughs> Need it. And we will be right back after this little aside from this week's partner, Vida Glow. Whether you're after glowing, resilient skin, split-proof nails, or optimal hair health, Vida Glow's effective and holistic beauty routine is designed to support you every day without the need for an overcomplicated beauty regime. Backed by clinical results, Vida Glow only use the most bioavailable active ingredients, proven to deliver visible results with all of their ingredients meeting the highest quality standards for purity. The team at Vida Glow have created a range of products with a cult celebrity following, and they've given Grazia listeners an exclusive discount. The 20% off on their marine collagen, hairology, radiance, anti-geox, and age-defined skincare, simply enter Grazia20 at checkout. And happy shopping. So let's move on to your third piece of advice and talk about treatments. What is your best piece of advice when it comes to oh, treatments? Treatments are my favorite. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I am all about low maintenance beauty as in low maintenance on a day-to-day. So I always look for things that I could instantly wake up and just go, right? And so one of them is microblading. I have my brows microbladed and it's one of those things that I've been doing for many, many years. I don't even know how my brows look like without them at this point. Um, I have really thin brows. I was one of those girls that shaved off my brows in the 90s because I wanted to have those like little thin arched brows when I was in high school and totally regret that still to this day. And so with my brows now, it looks like I have like fluffy brows, but obviously it's not my brows. <laughs> They're microbladed. So that's one treatment that I upkeep at least like once, I would say once or twice a year. Um, I usually go in for a touch-up after my first treatment after about six months, so two times a year. I also do the eyelash extensions. Mm -hmm. It's all about, again, waking up and looking like you already have makeup on for me. Not a full face of makeup. You obviously want to look natural without makeup. But for me, eyelash extension just allows me to look alive and awake, even though when I'm tired. It also makes your routine really quick in the day, right? You've got all of these things done. So you're investing time into the treatments, but then when it comes to day to day, you know, you're getting all that back and then some. That's why I call it my low maintenance beauty routine. Even though you are upkeeping these treatments throughout the year on a day to day, you're saving time. Like the amount of time that I save because I don't have to do my brows or my lashes. It's like at least I would say 20 minutes a day. Um, and it adds 50, up. Yeah. And so if you count that every 365 yeah. days in a year with 20 minutes, I mean, it adds up. 
And so yeah, don't make me do the maths, but <laughs> it does add up. Either, so. yeah. yeah. So I, I get the eyelash extensions. Um, oh, when it comes to Botox, I, I have a jaw clenching problem. So I do get Botox on my jawline for that reason, but it also kind of slims on my face. So I do that probably about once a year, um, sometimes two times a year. And then on top of that, I don't do the typical Botox. And this is something that I learned actually in Korea is that it's all about baby Botox. I don't know if you guys have that here, but it's called baby Botox and they mix it with hyaluronic acid and Botox and they use a stamp and they stamp it into your skin. And so it, it almost is just on the surface. They don't go deep enough where it will like paralyze the muscles or whatever it, it's really just for that really soft baby-like skin. Maybe that also applies to my glow because it really gives you that nice glow on the skin. And so it's called baby Botox. I'm sure there's other words for it, but that's what they call it in Korea. Um, and also some places in the States where I live, I live in LA, some places do offer that as well. But that's something that I do probably about two times a year. And do you find that the Botox in your jaw, does it like really help? And does it I know it takes a little while to kick in, but you just notice those benefits quite quickly. I do. Not quickly. It's one of those things where you're just like, oh, I don't notice anymore because I I clench my jaw so hard. It's one of those things where you're just like, oh, I don't feel as tight anymore. But it's really hard to notice because it happens gradually over time, right? And, you know, I've been doing it for many, many years now. So over, I would say seven years, you don't even notice it anymore. So at this point, it's just kind of maintenance and upkeep. Um, but it's really hard to notice, but it's also one of those things where you don't do it. Then you're just, Oh, like my jaw is really, really, then you notice it. Yeah. But then also the clenching of the jaw also makes your jawline like more broad and wider. And I think because I'm not clenching my jaw as much anymore, the face has slimmed down quite a bit. So and you said that so you've roughly had it for like seven years. Yeah. It's one of those things that I've just been doing for many, many years now. Yeah. I feel like you've got your routine down to an absolute T. You know, you're like this <laughs> for six months, this every year, this. Yes. How often do you have your lashes done actually? How do you get kind of infills? Are you never without them? So when I'm in LA, I do it probably every two weeks because that's my girl is there. But when I'm traveling, I ask her to go extra kind of, like add an extra layer or whatnot, because like, for instance, this month I'm gone from home for about a month. And so I need them to last for about a month. Usually it doesn't last for longer than three weeks. Um, so by the end of this month, I'm sure my eyes will look a little wonky. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's usually every two to three weeks. And you've got it down. Love it. Perfect. Let's go into your hair care routine then and tell me your best piece of hair care advice. So hair is a tricky one for me because um, I actually usually have short hair and I have extensions in right now. So this is a change for me. But I've been dealing with a little bit of hair loss ever since my pregnancy. Like I just kept losing hair. And especially after my second I lost a lot of hair on top. So my hair got really, really flat. And it's one of those things where you're just like, what, what do I do? Like supplements, of course, I do take the supplements, but um, I discovered something that my derm actually does for her hair loss patients. And it's called PRFM therapy. Again, I don't know if it's available out here or if it's just a different name, 
but it, it encourages hair growth. Um, so basically what it is, is that they inject hair growth into your scalp um, with the needle. And so what they do is your blood is drawn and it's put into this machine and it just spins rapidly. The machine spins rapidly to separate the fluids of the different densities of your blood. And then the plasma of the blood is drawn out. And then with a syringe, they inject it into the scalp that needs kind of increased hair growth. And it's one of those things that you don't see right away. You have to do a few times. But for me, after the third time, I saw a tremendous amount of hair growth. And that is something that I do once a year that I try to upkeep as well. Um, wow. Again, I'm still dealing with it, but I do have a lot of baby hair now because there's just new hair growth, which gets me really, really excited. So of course there's different supplements, collagen, all of that, um, bone broth. I'm Korean, so we, we're all about bone broth for skin and hair. But you know, those are all things that can help, but it's not going to help with hair growth if you're having hair loss. And this is the only thing that I found that actually helps with hair growth. I really want to try that. I mean, in the UK, we do have it PRP. And I noticed I lost quite a lot of hair last year, actually. Someone else on the podcast has actually spoken about it as well. And I'm really keen to try it. Yeah, it is pretty much PRP for your hair. Um, it, mm. it, it's pretty much the same concept, which is like drawing the blood and injecting it back into your skin. Yeah. I need to investigate further. You're giving me all of the inspiration today. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And what about um, to self-care then? What is your best piece of self-care advice? Uh, self-care is so important to me just because I am crazy busy as most women are. Um, I run multiple companies. I'm traveling all the time. I have two kids. And so I've always had to carve out time for myself so I don't go crazy. And I do a little bit every day. And I think people think that like self-care has to be like this big moment where you have hours to like go to the spa and sauna. It doesn't have to be like that. It could be little moments throughout the day. And for me, this one might sound very obvious because a lot of people do this, is I have to work out. If I don't work out, you will just catch me in a bad mood all day. I'm just not feeling like myself. It's really more of a mental health thing for me versus like, I have to be so fit. Cardio does that to me, even though I hate cardio. Mm. Um, It's one of those things where I think the endorphins really kick in. So yeah, you get a feel good boost. Yes. First thing in the morning, I I do have the Peloton at home. So if I can't make it to like a a Barry's Bootcamp class or some sort of class, because I prefer classes, then I'll just hop on my Peloton or even just like walking outside for 30 minutes just changes everything for me. So that's my first self-care thing that I do every single day. And you tend to do it in the morning. So it kind of sets you up for the day. Yeah. Yes. I prefer it in the morning just because with my given schedule and energy level, I, I just will never get to it if it's not in the morning. Yeah. I'm not really a morning person, but I, I force myself to get up and go. And, and it sets you up for the day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Are you an early riser? Naturally, no, I'm not. I love to sleep in. That's like my (laughs) form of self-care, I think, is being able to sleep because I don't get much of it. But I do love sleeping. I am So naturally, I'm not a morning riser, but given that I'm a mom of two young girls and running multiple businesses in different locations, like I I always have to wake up at least at like 6.30 or 7 every single day. So yeah. Another thing that I do is, again, when I'm back at home, I have like my little routine, but I do cryotherapy and the sauna. 
back to back. So the cryotherapy, because I do work out and because I do have like a lot of achy joints and tight muscles, it's just three minutes of extremely, extremely cold, cold weather. Um, You go into the kind of like this little box and I think it goes down to like negative 150 degrees. I don't know what that is in Celsius. That's fair in Fahrenheit. It's extremely cold, wow. but it's only for three yeah. minutes. For three minutes. <laughs> oh, it's making me cold just thinking about it. But look, they blast your like favorite song on and you're like dancing in there, trying to like have a good time forgetting about how cold it is. But you walk out of there and it's like having coffee. It's like having 10 shots of like espressos. You just wake up and you feel so good. And it's also not that I do this for weight loss, but a lot of people do it for weight loss as well, because your body has to heat itself up and it's using so much energy to get your body to a normal temperature level. Um, And so I know that people that are trying to lose weight, they do cryotherapy consistently. For me, it's more about one, the energy that I get from it, and then also achy joints and muscles. Um, But that is something that I do at least two times a week when I'm back at home. And the place that I go to has the sauna as well, the steam room and the dry sauna. And the combination of that, of getting your body to a very hot level and then sweating it all out. And then all of a sudden dropping that temperature of your body extremely low. It, it's actually really good for your body. I, I've, I've seen studies on that. So I, I try to do that at least twice a week when I'm back at home. And do you go, is that in your kind of, a local spa? Or is it in a gym? Where do you go for that? Yeah, it's a local spa, but they also have the Thera Body Spa in, um, I don't know if it's called a spa, but it's a Thera Body location. And they have all of those machines in one location. So you could actually go back and forth. Yeah, it's just fun. It's like Disneyland for the body. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And when you're traveling a lot and you can't do that, do you ever do just like super cold showers? I've been trying to do that recently. It's a very less extreme version of yours. I went through a period where I would do ice baths and I just can't do it anymore. There's something about getting wet and also being cold, which makes it more intense for me. Whereas interesting, the cryo body machine is just like fog, right? It's just, you don't get wet from it. And you find that easier, even though it's so cold. I find that much easier. I just don't like getting wet. Interesting. <laughs> Fair enough. It makes it a little bit more bearable. When I travel, it's quite hard because obviously I'm in different locations where they don't have these tools or not that I know of. I do love coming to London because they do have a bit more options for me out here. Um, like they have my Barry's boot camp that I do back at home and try to upkeep that over here. But I just do at home stuff. Um, I just try to get sweating, like whether it be at the hotel gym or they usually have a sauna that I could just sit at. Yeah. But I also, I'm not one of those people that are super religious about sticking to their schedule when traveling just because you have to live as well. And traveling puts a lot of strain on your body, right? You're running around, you've got so much to do. Yeah, listening to yourself. Yeah. And then the last thing that I consider self-care is I actually check out of social media, usually on the weekends. Um, I don't look at my phone. I don't, I mean, I look at my phone, but just mainly for, you know, 
texts from like my friends and family, but I don't do social media or I try not to. And that actually has really helped me. And I tried to kind of dive into more, you know, books or things that, that are not so digitally focused because throughout the week, that's all I do. That's my job. And I'm constantly plugged in, um, throughout the day, throughout the week. So on the weekends, I try to really just unwind and, um, disconnect myself from social. And to give yourself that just a kind of headspace. Yeah. To enjoy other things like reading and I guess a little bit of an escape. I mean, I think that is self-care because I think we all get so wrapped up in what everyone else is doing that you forget to look internally Mm. sometimes. And I think with all this new technology, which is amazing, it also doesn't, you kind of forget about what your own needs are because you're constantly living vicariously through other people's lives. And so I think turning off and shutting down. And also for me as a creative, it's really important for me to get offline because that's actually where I find a lot of my inspiration is when I'm not plugged in, uh, when I'm actually just living. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. And I'm just walking around, observing, just being present and in the moment. And that's almost impossible when I'm always plugged in to social media or on my phone. So yeah. I think that's a really brilliant idea though, to reserve those spots. So you know that you're not looking on a Saturday and Sunday. Cause if I'll be like, Oh, I'll, I'll just spend a little bit less time on social media, but giving yourself those proper days to really disconnect, I think is a great idea. Yeah. I, I think it's important for me, um, just because, you know, my team and my companies, they all really rely on my creative ideas in order for us to continue to do what we do. And when I'm constantly tied to my phone, I'm just replicating what other people have done, or I'm seeing what other people have done and replicating that kind of version of it. But I think when I'm able to disconnect and that's when kind of like my best ideas come from. So although it is self-care, it's also very beneficial to my professional career as well. So yeah, I highly encourage everyone to try that even if it's just for one day. Amazing. Brilliant. Well, thank you for sharing that advice. Uh, So many brilliant tips in that and also a very big shopping list. I need to get that clay mask like immediately. Uh, But we finish every episode with a bit of a lighthearted note and just talk about beauty blunders. Have you had any big beauty blunders? Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, because I like doing my own makeup for fashion shows and shoots and all of that. I mean, of course I do have a makeup artist that comes helps me now, but in the beginning, early days of my career, when I couldn't really afford it and two, I just preferred to do it myself. I just remember, I didn't realize how different your face looks in photos with flash on. (laughs) And so I had like my first real big girl event, so excited about it, but it was at nighttime and I thought I did my makeup amazing. Um, but when I went back to look at all the photos that were online of me, I literally looked like a a ghost from like those horror films because a flash would go off and I was so pale white and my body was like tan, but it didn't look like that in person. And so I learned that one, we love a good flash moment, but you really got to know how to do your makeup with flash. Um, One, I was wearing sunscreen, which is a huge no-no, especially with flash photography, because it will reflect um, and it will make you look (laughs) pasty, pasty white and pale. Um, Also, two, I was all about glowy skin, so I didn't believe in powder. Oh, 
I love powder now. Powder is like my best, best friend um, because it really mats you down in photos <laughs> and it looks great in photos, but I didn't know that. So I was on top of being just white as a ghost. I was also, I just looked so oily and greasy in all the photos. Um, but that was eight years ago. You will have thought that everyone else will have seen that and thought, oh my God, this is the glow that I need. No, it was horrendous. (laughs) (laughs) So now I know no sunscreen in the evening, especially if you're going to an event got to put on powder, but also powder that's not super light because it will reflect and it's going to make you look really, really pale. So yeah, I've come a long way since. (laughs) You've got your routine down. (laughs) Definitely. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that brilliant, brilliant advice and for coming on. It's been amazing to chat to you and thank you for everyone for listening. Thank you. And a huge thanks to our partner, Vida Glow, for sponsoring this episode. For a natural collagen solution backed by impressive clinical results, their formulated care for your skin, nails and hair from the inside out. Just head to VidaGlow.com to use your exclusive Grazia discount by entering Grazia20 at checkout.